You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 42 with Nikki Wilson. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the show. So excited about this one, like I am every week. I'm just feeling so extra grateful these past few weeks, just because one of the guests told me that um, she was so grateful to have the space to tell the sto- her story and to be able to kind of bear her heart and to help others. And I was like, oh my God, that's what we're doing. So endlessly grateful for the show and all of you that listen and all of you that write to me. Seriously, I love hearing from you. I love seeing your tags and your DMs and the reviews. So I just wanted to say that I'm grateful for you all. And we're continuing with the great episodes and the awesome conversations with my friends and peers. Today we have Nikki Wilson, who is a colleague of mine. She is a coach and she is venturing, a health and fitness coach, and she's venturing into business coaching as well. Uh, she is just somebody who has an infectious personality. Do you ever meet those people who are like so happy all the time and they're like actually really that happy and that positive and that like sparkly? That's Nikki. Nikki is extremely, like you just feel enveloped in like her uh, aura of like glitter almost. Um, She just has that like really sparkly, high energy, fun person who's also just like so real and so vulnerable with her story, especially in this episode. I know that many women out there struggle with perfectionism and especially perfectionism with body and control And really, you can live an entire lifetime being that way. And it isn't until you become aware of what is happening and aware of what you're doing to yourself and aware of like the control mechanisms that you use to control. Even sometimes when we feel like we got to let go of control, we still look for like other mechanisms to still do that and to kind of grasp life. And I know that by hearing Nikki's story, who's very very similar to mine, um, and letting go of it a little bit and becoming flexible, knowing that you can trust yourself no matter what's going on, it changes everything. It doesn't mean that it's easier uh, necessarily, especially at the beginning, but you, as you go through this change, if you're somebody who relates to this, it's really just that first step of letting go a little bit and practicing that every day and having the awareness So Nikki is married to her high school sweetheart and a mom of three living the dream in Waco, Texas, which is the second most desirable place to vacate in the country right right now in this year. Nikki graduated from Baylor University with a social work degree and practiced for almost eight years before having kids and switching to to the fitness and health industry. After years of working with hundreds of women, she became disillusioned with the old belief system of exercise, exercise more, eat more sorry, exercise more, eat less, and just keep quote unquote trying. Her clients were miserable trying to lose the last five pounds over and over. After researching and going through her own body image issues, she created the fit and free course, started embracing and preaching the health at every size gospel, and started trying to set women 
everywhere free from food and body obsession. And don't we need it? Uh, We need as many people out there, if you're somebody who really believes in this mission, to really dismantle diet culture, to help people eat more intuitively. You know, that's something that we talk about a lot on the show. To view your body positively and to... um, you know, feel comfortable in your skin. And Nikki and I get into a provocative, uh, it's not really even that provocative, but like for some reason, I feel like people don't really talk about sex a lot. And we dive into it a little bit of a little bit. See, I'm getting nervous already. (laughs) Um, we dive into it a little bit in this episode, just talking about how, um, you know, sometimes if we have body image issues that comes out in our relationship and to our partners and it affects our sex life and how often we do it. And when we do it, we only want to do it with the lights off. We don't want to have our partner see us, you know, with the lights on. So, um, I know that, you know, if you're a human that is over, uh, let's say 18, (laughs) um, you know, maybe that's something that you have gone through. And I know men and women, deal with this stuff. So we talk about that a little bit and I love her perspective. We also talk about masterminds and that is something that you guys hear me talk about on the show a lot. And I just wanted to kind of give you a quick definition of it. I know that before I knew what that was, I was like, what the heck is that thing? So a mastermind is basically a group of people that come together to help each other and to share ideas and who have similar goals. So you can kind of guide each other as you go. And sometimes you have like a leader or somebody that kind of runs the mastermind that might do individual coaching for them. That's the one that we're in specifically. And Nikki is running one as well in Waco. Um, It's been so beneficial for me to meet people that way and to really like get out of my comfort zone and to let people know like, Hey, I might need some help. Like, can you guide me? Can we do this together? Let me tell you, if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to go at it alone, I do not suggest that at all. Hire a coach, hire somebody that can help you. I waited way too long to hire a coach, um, a coach specific to my area of business. Um, but I just, it's changed my life so much. And I'm just a big believer in being pushed and having somebody in your life that will push you to do stuff. Because if not, we get really comfortable and that feels really good. But like at the end of the day, do you really feel that much better? Um, I'd rather, I mean, I never feel like exercising or doing the things that I know that I should do, but if I don't do them, I end up feeling like crap. So I might as well just like be uncomfortable for a little and then feel good later. Uh, Nikki also talks about her uh, a course that she has going on right now, a mini course. We're going to put the link for it in the show notes. Um, be sure to check it out. I know it's closing soon, so the link for it will be in the show notes. And definitely reach out to her. She is just so sweet and so fun to talk to. And I know you should definitely follow her on Instagram as well, at Fit with Nikki. Uh, she's just somebody who is so bright and a big light in the world. And I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Let us know. Again, don't hesitate to reach out. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Nikki. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me, Ashley. You're the best. Oh, you're the best. And (laughs) I've wanted to have so many of us in our mastermind on the podcast, but I can only do one at a time. Um, And ever since I saw you, ever since I met you, I think you were like one of the first people that I really got to know. And ever since I saw your talk on perfectionism, when we were at Elevate in April, I was just like completely blown away. I was like, Oh my, oh my God. gosh, you're so sweet. She know this girl like, whoa. Um, so I knew I wanted to have you on to talk about all of these things that women struggle with. Like it's not only food and our bodies, but it's also really perfectionism and staying stuck and not wanting to take action and worthiness and all of that. So I really want to get into all of that. But before we get started, why don't you let us know what you do now and how you got to where you are? Kind of a big question, but it is a big question. Yeah, it's a big question, Ashley. Um, Yeah. So where I am now is um, I teach courses I teach food freedom courses and body obsession freedom courses to women online. 
I was in the fitness industry forever. I mean, I'm mm. older than I seem, or at least older than I feel. And then I'll be like, well, I've been in the fitness industry for like 15 or 16 years. I'm like, okay, that's a long time. Uh, but, you know, I started out the typical way, just like teaching fitness classes and then moving on to personal training. And I was doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one personal training here in my town of Waco, Texas. Mm -hmm. And I had such a great, like, I had such great clients, but I was just encountering this roadblock with every single one of them about, it would be like, well, they're feeling great. We're working out. We're, we're, we're being healthy, you know? Yay. And then it's like, they'd get on the scale and literally would be crying yeah. the next day. God, that's so real. Yeah. Like I would like meet them for our appointment. Like I'm super bubbly and annoying in that way. If that kind of stuff annoys you, but you know, just super happy all the time. Yes. Like, coming in there, like sobbing on the floor. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, this was like, you know, dozens and dozens of women. Yes. This just happened all the time. And I'd be like, I know, but first of all, you we were just talking about how, how strong you feel, how great you feel, how, you know, how much energy you have, like all the wins, you know, and, um, They'd just be like, yeah, just, I thought I would be like 20 pounds lighter, you know, just yes. like, I'm just doing everything I can. And, and it was just that whole, like living in the past. Like I, I just can't get back to where I was. Yes. Exactly. And I think it just so bothers me, Ashley. And I think that's a lot because I was a perfectionist and I was in the same boat in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And so I was just kind of disillusioned and I developed this kind of a, it was kind of like a workshop style thing. It was called, I called it fit and free and it was like mind, body, soul, you know, and it, it, women would come and in my town and it was sold out and, and it just. That's I, I just, amazing. Just, I never yeah, knew you did that. Yes, that's how it all began. Wow. And I remember thinking, like, this is what I love to do. I, I, I love the exercise. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I love talking about food and all that stuff and educating people. But what I really love is speaking to the, the other parts of women. Well, and it's really show, the heart of the matter. Yeah. I mean, I always know? tell people, like, like we're, the, we're the, the cake. You know what I mean? Yes. And then, like, the icing on top is nutrition, exercise you know, what you look like, but like the, the meat of it is dealing with a soul issue, you know? Yes. And so that's what I loved. And I was like, I really want to do this, but I, I can't see any way. I don't want to travel because I had three small children and I just didn't see that being in the cards for me, like traveling on the weekend speaking. Mm -hmm. And I had people approach me actually to do that in different churches around the country. And I was just like, I just can't, I can't do it. I can't leave my family on the weekends. That's yeah. like our thrive time, you know? Exactly. Um, and so I was like, I, I thought about putting it online, thought about putting on the line online and never took action. It took me like two years to arrive in um, the mastermind that we're in, you know, just, mm. I was like not taking action, not taking action because I was scared because I didn't know how. Yeah, exactly. Like, where do you start? You know yeah. what I mean? If you're used to being in know. person. Yeah, exactly. It's so overwhelming. And that it's keeps, so will keep you stuck forever sometimes. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, eventually I decided I, it was kind of like, this may sound strange, but it was like God gave me a blueprint for it mm. in my mind. And I was like, okay, like. All right. Well, I don't know what I don't know. And so I found Jill Coleman, who leads Ashley in my mastermind. And mm -hmm. she kind of just helped me like piece it together. I already knew that it that's what I wanted to do. So it wasn't like a matter of figuring out what I was going to talk about. Like fit and free is like, I it's like the call of my life or yes. like a call in my life. So I just started putting it together that way. And, and that's what I love. That's kind of how I'm here now is just, um, you know, teaching other women that there's more to us than just what we look like. 
Yes, exactly. And that's such a powerful thing because the thing is that, you know, obviously I've been in that um, cycle as well. All of the listeners know I talk about it all the time. And we think that like once we get to a certain place, we don't even know what it is. Like I honestly didn't know exactly what it was. A number on the scale, a certain way that I would uh, look, a certain way that people would perceive me. We think that like life is better on that side. Yeah. And then we get there and you're like, oh my God, I still have all my same problems. I'm, <laughs> I'm still me. I'm still me in my same brain, <laughs> in my same body. No, my body's just maybe a little smaller, but I'm still me. And that's, still me. that's a very disappointing moment sometimes. It's empowering oh, yeah. at the same time. Um, but it's a mountaintop moment. That's what I call, yes, I call exactly. it a mountaintop moment because yes. just like anything, like if you get your doctorate degree. Like I, one of my best friends is a doctor and I'm like, that to me is like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it was like a moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whole freaking lot of hard work. Life. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like, okay, well see you at work tomorrow. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what you're cooking for dinner. Like it's like a mountaintop moment. Yes. And so it is very confusing because I think we strive so much to, have those mountaintop moments and we miss the process of things like mm-hmm. the learning and the, this, you know, the, the change that happens within. And, um, yeah, that's just, that's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I love just, um, coming alongside of women and seeing them like, see that, Hey, there's more to me than I remembered. Exactly. Exactly. Um, can you think back to the time when you were in that place and kind of what that felt like for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've always been, you know, going back to perfectionism. Um, I kind of grew up on my own. Like I had very loving parents, but we grew up in basically poverty. I mean, we were very poor and, Financial issues cause a lot of, you know, marriage issues. Mm-hmm. One of the number one, you know, causes of marital strife is financial. And um, I, I just, my parents were so great to me. They loved me so much. and But they had a very tumultuous relationship over money. And in order for me not to rock the boat, I just figured everything out on my own. Because I didn't want to bother them. Yes. And so I just learned, head down, grind it out, make all A's, don't get in trouble, don't, you know, just like stay super straight path and like go really hard. And and I like accomplished everything on my own, which to me is a beautiful thing, but also um, it created a lot of control issues in me. Yes. And a lot of like habits and patterns, I suppose, yeah. too. And, and uh, you know, for years, it was really hard for me to even ask people for help. Yeah. Oh, God, I and, relate to that. Yeah. Yes. So like I did everything. I still have to catch myself. Yeah. Just saying like, you cannot do everything, woman. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, so I went through high school like that, just made good grades, you know, got my way into college did it all myself. Like, you know, it it was just like every step of the way. And then, um, I had kids and I remember being like, Oh crap. Like I have to control their lives too. That wasn't like what I was thinking, but I was just like in my mind there was, there was no boundary to that. It was just like, Mm -hmm. now you're controlling their life, your life. And you know, you quickly learn when you have small babies, that's not really, I mean, you can control some elements, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot that happens that's out of your control. Yes. And that was very frustrating to me. I was very unpleasant because I was constantly like tight fisting everything. Mm -hmm. And I think like the easiest way for me to take it out was on like kind of like body punishment. Yes. You know, and so I was really frustrated because 
I felt like my life was out of control, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, well, we make up stories and we make it's up yes. that just happened to be an inconvenience to me. Mm-hmm. Is what it was actually. It's like yeah. there was no real problem. No, we it make was things just up. Like little minor inconveniences, but but they those kind of things were very like <clears throat> seemed insurmountable to me because I was so used to just doing it for me, me getting it done my way on my time in my, you know, in the way I like to do it. And, and then on top of that, I had babies and my body had totally changed. And I, you know, just, I've always been a small person. I am someone who's in a smaller body, always exercise, always just been able to control everything, you know? And then I have these babies and my body changed and it was like, you know, just the classic, like over exercise, mm. um, no sleep over exercise going too hard. And like, just like a little ball of stress. I was very unpleasant yes. to be around. I relate to that so much. Um, was there a moment that you, cause like, I feel like as this stuff is happening, we're observing it and we're like, it's too hard to change. Like I can't yeah. even think about changing because this control really is the only saving grace that I have in my life right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So was there a moment that it shifted for you where you were like, I'm done with this? There has yeah. to be another way. There was. There was a moment that led into like a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it um, takes time. Yeah. So I feel like it's like my life is like one story after another of like God just saying like, hey, you're not in control. Mm-hmm. You're not in control. I'm going to show you and it's going to be harder because you're not listening. So, okay, here we go. I'm taking the reins away from you. Um, But so, yeah, I, I got pregnant unexpectedly with my third. I had in my mind, you know, raised these other two kids to like school age. So in my mind, that was like running smoothly, even though I had been kind of a I don't know, a path of distraction Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get there, just not being the person that I really know that I can be Mm -hmm. in terms of being nice, being kind, being chill, but probably more to my family than anybody else, you know? Um, But I I kind of thought like the kids are going to go to school and now I get my life back, my control. Like I'll start my career and I had these big dreams for myself, you know? And I got pregnant and I was like, oh no, here we go again. And I was like sobbing for weeks and just being like, I don't want to like live this way in constant anxiety, mm. constant, constant tight fisted control. Like, I just don't want to do that. And my husband was like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to. Yeah. I I don't want to go through this again. He's like, well, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to. And so I kind of just made a mental shift. Like, um, I'm I'm gonna be the opposite of what I was, and that's kind of how I lived. Yeah. So when my third was born, first of all, she comes into my arms immediately. It's this feeling of overwhelm of like, this is what I needed. It's mm. what I thought oh I didn't need. Oh my gosh! Need. Yeah. It was like I still get chills talking about it. Like. You know, just like how God knows what you need at the time. Even though it's not what you want initially sometimes. And And to be honest, I was kind of disconnected from the pregnancy the whole time because I was like so busy trying to figure out how I was going to deprogram myself, which is just another form of control. Yes. Yeah. Another obsession. (laughs) plan of how I'm going to deprogram (laughs) my crazy robot. Yes. Poor self. I'll make a new robot self, you know? <laughs> and so she came into my arms and it was literally like that moment, Ashley, where I was like, this is what I need it. It was like, it was like everything in me just exhaled. Mm. And, um, and I just, it all just really started flowing from there. But so I, I took the year off of life is what I call it. Mm. And not in a bad way, not in like a pull the shades, you know, pull the curtains. It was like, uh, I said no to everything. I stayed home with her and just like cuddled her all the time and slept in and, um, 
didn't overexercise, didn't try to control what I was eating. I just really had to like let go of a lot and it changed me. But it was a process, you know, it was literally like an entire year. And and not not that I'm not like arrived by any means. I still battle Mm -hmm. the need to control, which the need to control causes anxiety. Absolutely. You know, and so I still battle with those things. Like the, the, I think my go-to mechanism is anxiety. Yes. And control. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to battle against that. And, and I, I. Thankfully, I feel like I've always been a really self-aware person, even though sometimes I wouldn't know what to do about it or care to do anything about it because things would go my way. I thought that it would anyway, you know, and so, um, yeah, I just knew like I, I just know I still like I have to it's a it's an uphill battle, but it's been good. Yeah. And I love hearing that story. It's so real because I think as women, we're sold like a one week 30 day solution, like Mm. read my book, take my course, and then you're just going to be fixed. Like You're never going to have these thoughts again. And I went through that as well, where I'm like, okay, the the way that I'm going to get control of my life and control of my thoughts is just by doing more stuff and doing two if I do two hours of yoga a day, and like sit in silence and meditate, (laughs) then I'm going to like become like enlightened and I'm never going to have like a controlling thought ever again. Yes. And I did that for like a year. Yeah. And I still had the same thoughts and I was still anxious and I was like, what is happening? (laughs) This is not what I was promised. So I think that that's something that women need to know that it's a process that like you might not ever and likely will never get to the place where like everything is settled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those thoughts will still come. But what matters is like you're saying, really creating a mindset and a perspective where you kind of like can take an uh, an aerial view of everything that's going on and know how to manage those things and really know how to come back to yourself. Yeah. It, it, yeah, that's what it is. It's just a really just finding perspective, like you yes. said, and just yeah. it just that self-awareness of like, this is kind of my you know, fallback zone. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to maybe linger there for a second. Yes. Like be anxious for a minute, let it happen. And then like, know that you don't have to stay there. Yes. And it's a choice. It's a choice. You don't have to stay there. Yeah. Um, and, and know that like, not staying there is uncomfortable too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, well, they're both uncomfortable. Is is releasing control of things and and being overcoming like perfectionism to me is 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 very scary. It, it is well because control gives you some sort of like you know um, it's sort of like a made up tangible outcome. Like yeah. if I have all of this, then this will happen. Um, and if we kind of let go and we surrender, it's like we don't have that perceived outcome of what might happen. And then it's like, oh, my God, things might fall apart. Like uh, things are uncertain. Um, But I think really developing trust in yourself, like throughout this process is the way to is the way that I've like, kind of navigated this situation for me. Yeah. What are some of the things that you would tell women now if they are battling with perfectionism, where perhaps they might not um, you know, take action in any area of their lives. Like, let's say they might want to feel stronger and eat better. Um, Mm -hmm. what are some things or, you know, if they have a body struggle, what are some tools that you would tell them to kind of, um, let go of that control a little bit? Yeah. And I think like perfectionism is so tricky because, they're, they're kind the kind of people who are like, I'm going to do it right. Like all in, you know what I mean? And it's like so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there are people who are like, I want to do it so well, but I know like this one thing won't happen. So I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's like, it's like the inaction. I call it like underactive perfectionism because you're just like constantly not doing because like not every single duck is in a row. Yes. Um, you know, but you, I always coach women just your little, small, tiny, consistent things matter. 
And they matter so much more than the overhaul that you're trying to do. Yes. Like, so, you know, if a woman is trying to overcome body image things, like, like for instance, I talk about this all the time. There are different triggers. Even if you feel great about your body most of the time, there are triggers that happen that are really real triggers, like getting on a scale yes. or trying on bathing suits, mm-hmm. trying on clothes. You know, you hold on to those clothes and then like you, I, I always do anyway where I'm like, well, I'm going to throw them out in the spring or whatever. I'll do a closet clean out and I'm trying on clothes just to simply see like, do I even like these? But I'll try them on and they won't fit. And, you know, and that's a trigger because then you're like, oh my God, what do I need to do? Like, do I need to go on a diet? Do I need to research whole 30 yes. to 10th degree? And like, you know, mm-hmm. and you just your mind goes there. So I just think like a litmus test to that is you're not going to feel great every day, but what is the recovery rate for that panic moment? Mm. It's like a heart rate recovery. Like you exercise really hard and you have a really high heart rate. And then the measure of your heart's health is how quickly it comes back to that resting heart rate state, right? So maybe you have a trigger moment, but you've been working on your self-love and self-acceptance. So you don't linger in that for three weeks. You know, you've only lingered in it for three hours. Yes. And you, it's okay to be like, hey, I had a panic moment and thought about going back on keto or whatever. I'm just... I dog diets all the time, so yeah. <laughs> don't care. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like now I need to cut cut out dairy. I need to totally cut sugar. I need to, you know, it's like extreme measures. Yeah, and maybe you think about doing that for a few minutes or hours, but then you come back to yourself, realign with what you've learned, and say, okay, like I'm still okay. Like I'm okay. I don't have to do. That. I don't need to be extreme. It's just the small things that I think they really matter because you can still not feel 100% all the time and it's okay. And that is okay because the the bigger extreme like the bigger extremes are more appealing and attractive because they promise that bigger reward. Um yeah. you know and it is not as sexy to take baby steps and to do, you know, tiny actions that in a few months will add up to a lot. Um, And that's why I really think that like self trust is so important um, to be able to just like, you know, pat yourself on the back if you did something small today, that was good for you. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, I I used to have the mentality like, you know, don't don't walk. Oh, my God, walking like, are you even gonna? Are you even gonna possibly pull a muscle, then it's not good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like now I tell people like, Oh, homegirl, just walk. Like yeah. you yeah. seem like you're having a bad day. You seem like you're not feeling it. Go take a walk. Yes. And not even like a crazy Olympic style walk. Like just Yeah. Just walk. Yeah. And they're like, or whatever. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm like, Yeah. It will be so good for you. Yeah. It'll be better for your hormones than anything else right now. I can tell just to go go for a walk and release the stress. Absolutely. I'm right there. Like I used to think like, can't what a waste of time, those people that are walking outside, oh, like, you know how much I could get done psych- in one hour? They're psychotic. Oh. And yeah. now it's like, if I if I don't get my walk every day, it's like I feel off. But it, I'm talking like leisure. I'm probably going That's like two miles per hour. I'm not talking hour. about like the hip swinging. And the, I'm not talking about any of that. No, I'm talking about like, a leisure. I, would, I maybe picked a a dandelion up and yes, like, exactly. put in the air. Like it's very whimsical. Yes. Just a real, you know, stroll. Yes. So, I yeah. I mean, I and I, I maybe that's just age and wisdom and mm-hmm. maybe I'm just an old lady now. I don't know. But I just think I've my chill has enabled me to like teach it to other people. I love that so much. Um, what would you tell women and what do you tell the women that you work with, let's say, um, if they want to have, you know, that more free relationship with food where they allow foods that they love while they still have a goal. Yeah. Like a weight loss goal, like a weight loss goal, or they want to build muscle. Um, you know, how do you kind of balance those two things that do seem a little bit like counterintuitive because you're, we're usually told like, oh, if you want to lose weight, you just have to be super strict forever. 
Um, yeah, or just know? like just the occasional bite. Just you know the what I mean? Occasional, exactly. And I think everybody needs to know how very you know personal it is to to eat a certain way. It just there's no prescription, you know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I I tell people it's that whole scarcity and abundance thing. You know, if it's scarce in your life and you're like trying to fight it out, then you will want it. It is like the bad high school boyfriend that you know is bad for you. Yet you want him to call you and drive by your house. And, you know, like it's just that whole forbidden fruit thing. And so, I mean, I just have them practice, you know, eating to fullness. That's a huge one for me is like, have it, have it in your house. You have to have it in your house. I know some people disagree, but I'm like, have it there. And you practice your fullness, you know, like mm-hmm. be mindful with it, practice it, eat it, eat a lot of it. And then know that it's still going to be there tomorrow or the next day. And it's really complicated. It's really tricky, Ashley. It really is. It is. And I wish I that terrifies people. No, it is very <laughs> scary. But you have to go through that so you can build that um, confidence within yourself. Because in life, like, there's always going to be like cake somewhere, like you're not going to stay at home all the time. So the, you're going to be exposed to these things. So you might as well, in time, learn how to like be around them yeah. by listening to what your body's telling you which is another term that's that's like really thrown out there a lot too um like like just listen to your body just be intuitive and people are like I'm listening and I want to eat you know Oreos all day long Mm -hmm. and I get that I'm like maybe you think you feel that way but yes why don't you try it see how you feel (laughs) I'm actually like I read intuitive eating the book and I was fascinated it's like the first 10 pages. I mean, it's like right out the gate. Uh, They talk about different kinds of eaters. And, you know, there's like the emotional eater. There's the like, oh, I can't even remember all of them. Mindless eater. So there are so many different kinds of eating styles that really like are really like emotionally trained in us to be. And that was really helpful for me in training people is reading that book and just seeing like, because I used to just be like, just don't eat it. Like if there's M&M sitting out on the desk at work at Valentine's Day, just avoid it. Yeah. People. That's how that was like my old trainer mentality, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, because that was easy for me. Yes. But I was like a body punisher because mm-hmm. I would just eat, eat whatever I wanted because I was in a smaller body and I would just exercise myself to death. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes. I would... I knew every, you know, statistic on every food label or every nutrition value on every single thing. And like, you know, people aren't like that. And so it's good to know where you're coming from emotionally when it comes to food too. And that always helps me when I train people too, because I have to see now that like, oh no, she really is like a mindless eater. She's so busy that she's literally driving through the drive-thru trying to manage her life and just like shoving food in her face and not even like feeling it. Yeah. Not paying attention, not present. A true, like busy, mindless eater. Yeah. Which will make you. And I can't fathom that because I, I would. I have to like taste my food and like talk yes. about it and, and see it and like. It's special. Yeah. <laughs> it's special. It's got to get romantic with the food. just doing it because at the end of the day, they haven't eaten anything. And then they drive through and eat like, you know, two orders of Chick-fil-A. Like yes. that, that does not make sense to me, but I know it's there. And so yes. I have to like walk people through that accordingly. Yes. Many people go through that and. Um, you know, I think like people who, um, perhaps might be binging or overeating or something, I think what it really comes down to is with food is like being present for it. Because sometimes like when I was in my dieting days, I would dream of like ice cream and -hmm. I would spend weeks just thinking about it. Like, oh, I can't wait for my cheat day because I'm going to have that ice cream. And then (laughs) when I would have it, I would just like leave reality Like I was not present. I would not eat it slow. I would not eat. 
as much as my body wanted. I would eat way more yeah. than that. Um, yeah. So I think like, you know, really practicing presence and really making it a special thing that like you can sit down. Obviously, this isn't like, you know, not it's not feasible for everybody at every meal. But like, make it special. Take your time. Like you're saying, yeah. look at it, feel it, you know, get in honor touch with fullness. what it feels. Yes, honor the think fullness. Think about it. Think about it. Don't, Stay present. And don't feel obligated to finish and don't feel obligated to not finish. I think that's big too. It's yes. like people want to know like, but how much? Yes. And I'm like, how many bites? I don't know. You have to tell me. Yeah, exactly. And that's you hard. Tell me. Yes. Like some days I eat the whole plate and like scrape it off. And some days, you know, it's like I leave way more than half. Yeah. But that's, that's, but that that's, changes. A, that's a, that's a, that's a process you have to like figure out for yes. yourself and that's hard for people. And it takes time, but you know what? This is really the only sustainable way I think to really navigate life and your eating because eating isn't, you know, a temporary period. This is like for the rest of your life. Yeah. You have yes. to learn how to do this. So yes. it's definitely like a worthy skill, something that deserves effort on your part. Um, and I think being open to messing up sometimes and not being perfect about it. Like you can learn from every single opportunity. You um, have to. Yeah. You have to know. You have to have the mentality that you that you will mess up. Yes. And it's learning. It's not failure. It's yes. learning. And that goes back to letting go of perfectionism as well, because people want to be a good intuitive eater as well. And that's and a like, whole other thing. Yeah. And know? I'm like, girl, that is totally on you. I don't know what to say. Yeah. You're you. <laughs> Yes. So how are we doing? You know, and yes. it's like, it's just hard. It's, it's hard, but it's so worth it. And I just don't think you can have peace with your body without having peace with food. Yes, exactly. They, they just, they are, sim they go hand in hand, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, that's what I do, Ashley. It is a hard it. It job. Is hard. It is very it's hard. It's salmon swimming up the street. I know. You know? <laughs> I know, but we're changing women's lives um, yes. one at a time, which is incredible. And something that you talk about as well is, you know, feeling comfortable in your body. And this is just something that um, I kind of want to touch on a little bit is feeling yeah. comfortable in your body with your partner. And yeah. as women, perhaps feeling ashamed about our bodies when we're with our husbands or our significant others, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, whoever it is. Yeah. Um, what has been your experience with that? And I know that that's something that you, um, you know, might develop oh. something with in the future. Oh, or I am developing something, yes. girl. It's going to take a while because I want it to be pretty damn good. You know, oh, I want yeah. it to be like quality. Yes. I, I think a grossly under talked about thing in our society and especially I don't I shouldn't say especially in my world because I live in a very southern Christian conservative culture in Texas for the most part um and people do not talk about body image and sex mm. and it is a huge issue yes that happens to people every day every day I mean like it is a issue because to me, I'm like, how sad, like yes. to not be connected to your partner mm. because of like a, like a feeling of failure or, or maybe you're like me. I've been with my husband since high school. So imagine how I yes. feel people. He's seen the gamut, you know? Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, he, 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 he saw the, the all the good goods, you know? Yes. And I'm like, you know, to me, that is so sad and so detrimental and it could save a lot of relationships. Absolutely. If, if we just understand that, you know, you don't have to, it's like, you don't have to be super sexy to feel sexy Preach and be that. loved. Yes. Yes. Or even just and society's version. Yeah, what, and you don't have to go to bed with makeup on. And I mean, these are like issues that that women talk about to me, you know, just like if I don't have my makeup on, then I don't look pretty. Oh, Therefore, I don't feel pretty. Therefore, I can't get excited. Exactly. So I'm our, it's done for the night, you know? Yes. And I think we have to get in tune with, 
you know, the power of our sexuality even, that it's not about what we look like necessarily. And that's such a hard thing to separate. Yes, because that's conditioning like of a lifetime for some people, for most of us. Like my hair looks bad. I mean, and I've been guilty of it too. Like, hey, the pimple cream is on the yes. <laughs> um, that means no. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, don't come at me with close talking. Like, the pimple cream is on the pimple. You know. Yeah. It's but, too but close. But it's like, if we can find a way to really like work towards separating that to yes. where that you are like also, it's not just the man too. You know, it's it's a woman. Like, we are also created with sexual needs. Yes. It's not just for him. And I think that's because we are stuck in our body image um, woes. Exactly. having the lights off. And, you know, it just, it really is like heartbreaking to me. It is. For some reason. It really, it really breaks my heart. Well, because I think as women, we're told, you know, we we're taught like, oh, you just have to please the man and you have to get your lingerie and you just have to do it no matter what you're feeling like. Um, And I think by shutting down your sexuality, you're kind of shutting down this huge part of yourself and keeping that asleep. You know what I mean? It's like you have this lion inside of you that like wants to come out. And yeah, (laughs) and and then we shut it down. We're like, I shouldn't feel this way or whatever. I know it's easier for some women than for others. Uh, There's a whole spectrum. But I think by claiming that for me, it's been a process of like, you know, by claiming that I'm able to open up many other areas of my life and become more powerful Mm -hmm. in business, more confident in life in general. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Talk about that. It's like a confidence piece, you know, like, and not in like a weird, crazy feminist kind of way. It's just like that is like feminism, though. You know, it's like it's powerful. Yes, absolutely. And that you know, confidence and sexiness is invisible. Yeah. You know, you know, you don't have to look a certain way necessarily. You don't have to be completely like dressed up like you're going on a date night or whatever um you could be wearing a t-shirt and your hair could be dirty and you could feel really sexy yes yes and it's a mindset things i i actually teach this in my fit and free course um at the very end we talk about body image and 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 sex a little bit we touch on it i like i said i want to do a whole course on it um but I talk about just communicating your insecurity and fear with your husband or yes, partner. Yes, yes. You know, like just saying, hey, I know I've kind of shut down and this is the way that I'm feeling about myself. I'm trying to work on it and I want to do better. And I'm going to try to like um, come come through this with you. We're going to come through this together. I'm just trying to work on the way I feel about myself and how that comes into the relationship and just having a really honest conversation about it with your significant other. Yes. Because so then, you know, and then it's the tricky thing of like, they think it's them or that you don't want yes, them. Exactly. And well, I think you look great, but you don't. And so yes. it's this whole back and forth and you just miss that piece of the puzzle that is so important. I mean, it can be really detrimental on a relationship. Oh, absolutely. I personally, sometimes if I'm feeling like kind of, you know, just like everything's wrong, you know, I'm real just gripey and, you know, nitpicky. Like it's because we haven't had sex. And uh, yes, I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, it's like, it's so like, easy. Everything's fixed now. <laughs> Are we really upset about this? Yeah. Or, or do we just need to have sex? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. That that's a good answer. You yes. know. So, you know, I I mean, I have to work on that too. But I'll always kind of notice myself being kind of gripey and grumpy and nitpicky, and it's like always goes back to that. No, maybe not always, but it, yes. it usually it's not as deep of an issue as I'm portraying it to be. It's exactly. just like maybe you just didn't have sex. Yeah. I love all of that. And I really love that you're talking about it because it's not something many people are talking about. 
Um, but it relates so closely. It's like the other component to body image and food um, is really allowing yourself to feel your sexuality and to let it come alive. Um, and then in turn, all these other cool things can happen as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Something that you talk about too that I love, and this is kind of where your business is shifting to right now, is helping other women business owners or potential business owners make some money and some do money. what they love, uh, which is, you know, what we have been going through for a while now. Um, so talk about that shift. What made you do it? What are you doing now? How are you teaching the women that you're with? Yeah, I I have this thing where I've kind of been talking about it recently and is like watching women fall asleep to themselves grieves me. Mm. And I don't know what that is in me. I've kind of always had that like peace, like that empathy piece of me, like watching women do, I think we just get, and again, I don't know if this is just my cultural, like where I'm at and you can speak to where you are, Ashley, but like, it's a lot of like, we go to college, we get married, we have some kids, we build a, get a house, build a house. And then it's like, now I'm, you know, 50 years old. And what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, it feels kind of too late. Oh, yes. And I just see so many talented women who just fall asleep to themselves. And so what I've been doing lately, I, I did like a local mastermind here in Waco and the response was so out of control, just how many people wanted to mastermind. And I was like, I can only do like seven people max because we just do too much in-depth yeah. thing. You know, we yeah. do too many things and we get, it would just take like days to do this, you know, and, um, but I, it just opened my eyes that women are hungry for community and empowerment. Yes. Especially right now. Yeah. Just like, like, and to say like, oh yeah, I'm with you. Like, that's, that's great. That's a great idea. I love, I may not even agree or like may not even get it, but I'm so glad you're not falling asleep to yourself and you're taking action and moving forward. Yeah. And even if it's just little baby steps, baby steps. But I'm like, the the amount of, I don't know, I just the, I don't want to say wasted talent, but you know, there does come a point where you wake up and the kids are gone or, you know, something happens in a relationship and you look up and you're like, but I feel too old or I feel like too much time has passed and it's never too late. No, not at all. I mean... I even, Never too late. Even for me, like, I was 30, and I was like, that's it. Me <laughs> It's over. Yeah. <laughs> My life is over. <laughs> you know, isn't that crazy? No, I had that at 35, that exact feeling. I had, like, this mini funeral planned out in my yeah. head. <laughs> like, yes. I didn't know it at the time, but I just was like, well, I didn't accomplish X, Y, Z. Well, it was a great life. And I'm like, wait, I'm 35. Like, yeah. I have like a two-year-old kid at home. Like, I have a lot of life left yes. to live. So, yeah. So, I'm shifting now just kind of taking hold of women and saying, like, how can I walk alongside you to make this happen? To make this, and you know, here's the thing, Ashley. I think there's a lot of like noise in the social media stratosphere, online marketing stratosphere of like make your six figure launch or you know, whatever. But like, yes. my goal is to work with women who want to curate a like whatever lifestyle it is. If that lifestyle is paying for your kids to go to private school, then let's let's do that. If, if it is somebody who wants to work towards, you know, a million dollar company, like, well, let's do that then. But I think it, it's just like, I want to work with women who want to curate the lifestyle they want. And like, let's, let's help you get to that. Let's help you get to that. Like, it shouldn't be that hard to be able to be a contributor to your family. Exactly. If that's what you want to do. Yes. You know? And, and you can really make it whatever you want. 
you know, which is such an empowering and you can feeling feel at any time. Like yes. right now this is what works. Do it now. Get it, get it going great. Hone it in and then like scale up. That's the beauty, the beautiful part of it. I think, especially like online business, because there's so many different ways you can take it. Oh my there's God, so, so many, many different ways you can pivot. Like it's almost like crazy to me. I mean, I feel like because we're in the circles that we're in, Ashley, that I feel like everybody's doing it. But I look around and I'm like, it's amazing that more people aren't doing it. It is. And I'm like talking about opt ins and and newsletter lists. And when people don't know, I'm like, you don't know, <laughs> like, you don't all of know this how stuff. like, yeah, you don't yeah. know a landing page. Yeah, you know, yeah. And like, I'm just like, you guys, the fact that we can create a business online with our iPhone. Yes. Like essentially you can't, if you can get a little app in an Etsy store, you can take some great photos with your iPhone and, um, you have a business. Yeah. And like, how empowering is that? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. crazy. And how easy you're to... free. You yes. can be free. You can do so much. And so I always think like, oh, everything is doing it. It's so crowded. Yes. Right? You know, but I'm yes. like, no, looking around, like, not enough people are doing it. Like, what are they thinking? It's it's this is the time. Exactly. So I love that you're that you're doing that. And um, we will put your information in the show notes for people to stay on, you know, your journey with that. Because to me, it's something that I'm just so passionate about. I've started business coaching a couple people um, just to kind of like, get my feet wet before I make it something a little bit more official. But it's so exciting to me to be able, like you, it brings me alive to help people have a business that they can run from home, where they can have freedom, where they can set their own hours and just really be the master of their own lives. Like that's really what it's about. The lifestyle they want to make for themselves. And it looks different for everybody. There shouldn't be pressure to be like this certain kind of entrepreneur. It's like, no, be the kind of entrepreneur you want because you're the one in charge. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Um, so the last thing I wanted to ask you about before we get into the quick fire questions is yeah. your idea of God. And because he, here on the show, we talk about spirituality yeah. and really being connected to something greater. Everyone kind of has like their own definition of what they believe it to be. I really do believe that there's something greater out there. So I'm just curious because I hear you talk about it and we've kind of talked about it in private yeah, a little we bit. Have. We um, have. I've always appreciated your like take on spirituality and how you've listened to me and yes. I can listen to you. And I just love the like mutual respect we have. Of course. For each other. Like you're, you're really good at that. Yes. I mean, and everyone, I think everyone can have their own personal idea. Of yeah, what it really totally. means. So I would love to hear you talk about that. Yeah, a bit. totally. So for me, my spiritual spirituality is centered. I'm a Christian, so I believe in Jesus as a savior. Um, I didn't grow up that way. I actually found that out um, or found God, I guess you could say, as a teenager, which is a great time <laughs> to, to encounter God, um, especially with kind of the background that I've had. Um, I really feel like I've experienced God in a lot of ways. I can see his hand on my life and where he's brought me to certain places that are only, I can see it as like providential. Mm. Um, only, I mean, and we, I could talk about my background all day, but just like coming out of what I've come out of, um, and just seeing his hand on placing me in different places and different people who've come into my life at certain times, I can only give credit to God for those times. So it's a huge part of my life. It's probably the number one part of my life is just, um, you know, loving, loving Jesus, having community with him and just really a personal, I have a very, very, very personal relationship with God. Um, And it probably was very based on a lot of like rigid religiosity in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But now I, I think just my life's mission is just to love people. Yes. To, To recklessly love people. If I'm honest with you, just like, with reckless abandon and I feel that from you just love all all people and just like when it doesn't make sense to love somebody when they've wronged you when they've hurt you when they've 
broken trust or they're seemingly crazy or whatever, like still love them. They're still at my house, like having dinner with my family. Like I just, I think it's kind of, I've, I've made those shifts that were in the beginning. My, my relationship with God was really like rules based because I needed that in my life. Um, because I could have easily been super out of control. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the rules kind of were good for me. And then now it's, it's just really made a shift to, to reckless love is what I would say. Yeah. I thank you for sharing that because I think everybody, you know, I think people get intimidated by it, but I think it's exactly what you said that the relationship is personal. It's like, you and whatever you uh, perceive that other thing to be um, can actually really be a beautiful thing and a beneficial thing. And to me, always something that I kind of go back to um, when things are hard and when things are good. And I always feel guided and taken care of. And like you said, like a hand, like how could Mm -hmm. that have happened? Like, yeah, that wasn't wasn't me. That wasn't That was, yeah, that was out of this world. It was out of this world, literally. So, yes. So I love that. Um, Well, I could talk to you forever. We were even talking for like half an hour before. (laughs) before we we, done that? I know. Um, Before we got started, but I always ask a couple of quick fire questions. Um, No, 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 no reason to be scared. (laughs) The first one is that I love to read and books have had such a big impact on my life. So is there a specific book that's really impacted you or is there one that you're reading right now that you're loving? Intuitive eating. Okay, perfect. Everybody needs to read it, especially if you struggle with food, body, um, obsession, intuitive eating. Um, and then night. Mm. Have you ever read night? Is that by Ellie Wiesel? Yes. Okay. Yes. Have you read it? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like life changing incredible it's a masterpiece so i i go i love history though and so i'm always reading like history nerd books like Mm -hmm. but i love those because it's a fiction yeah um Um, and a practical one too yeah so the other question that i ask is just because i'm so curious about this question for everybody is if you were on death row, what would be your last meal that you'd request? Ooh. Well, it'd have to be breakfast. Ooh. Because I'm a breakfast gal. Mm-hmm. But oh, I just love food so much. I know. Well, you can have multi-courses. That's what I I've told people to on the I would have show. to have, like, um, definitely coffee with half and half. Coffee is like my favorite thing in life. Well, creamy coffee. Me too. I'm a big coffee. creamy coffee person. Don't ever try to make me give that up. Yeah. I just can't. I won't. I can't. Can't won't. Um, and then I'd probably do like some really huge omelet mm. with like a really beautiful scone oh, on the yum. side with like some kind of glaze. That is perfection. Sounds so good. So like I'm just a breakfast gal. I love so that. that's that. That'd be my last meal. I love that. Um, okay, the last question that I ask people is I love that when we go throughout life, we learn certain things and we come across people who really mm-hmm. teach us and might show us a lesson. Mm. So throughout your life, what's the greatest piece of advice that you've ever been given that's had like a really, really big impact on you? Oh my gosh. Wowie, wowie, wowie. I think, I think just, I don't know if it's like a specific person in my life, but I feel like the supportive people in my life have always told me that I have what it takes. Mm. Cause a lot of times I have not, not believed that for myself. We all struggle with that. I think, you know, and, yes. and they're like, you have it, like whatever it is you're talking about, like that you have it. Yes. So, um, just believing that like I am good at what I do I am good at the things that I pursue and I, I've had good people in my life who have who have spoken truth into me so that's kind of a lame one but no but that's like I think we all need to hear that because I thought I was the only one that felt that way <laughs> that no. like sometimes I didn't feel like many years ago I thought that I was the only one that like had 
you know, doubtful thoughts or that struggled with worthiness and things like that. But in opening up about it, I'm like, oh my God, everybody has these thoughts like probably once a day. And that's and people so are like, liberating. no, like you're you're so meant to do this or whatever it is. Like exactly. many things I've done, they're like, no, you're like totally cut out for this. I'm like, yes. I you know, I just feel like like an imposter. Yes, so common. And that's why it's important too to really surround yourself with people that will tell you that from time to time when yeah. you need it, because we all need yes. it. Yes. And so. it's okay to need it. It's okay, it's okay to, need, to it. need it. I need it, you know, a couple times a week. Probably. I do too now. You I'm, know? Like, I'm real needy now all day. Not, yeah. not a perfectionist anymore. I'm like, yes. I need some encouragement and affirmation. I know. I know. <laughs> Tell me. Talk to me. I, oh, Tell gosh. Me I feel I you. Okay. I'm good. I know. Well, this was so much fun. This it's hour so has good. flown Ashley. by. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, let us know where we can find you online. And we'll put everything in the show notes, of course, and anything that you have going on right now. Yeah. So right now, um, you can find me on Instagram at fit with Nikki and it's all about to change, but as of now you can find me there and it'll still put you to the right place. And then my website is fit with Nikki going to be Nikki but not there yet. Um, and then right now I have my food freedom mini course. Yes. Um, available for people. Perfect. Awesome. It's yeah. Okay. So everybody, we're going to have the the links for all of that in the show notes. Be sure to reach out to Nikki, say hi to her. I'm sure she would love to hear from you and definitely yes, check out her nice. course. Uh, yes. Nikki's all about intuitive eating, sustainability, fun. Yeah. And thank you again. I can't wait I to see you, you now. I know. I'll I'm see so you excited. Soon. Yay. Alrighty. Thanks, Nikki. Bye, Ashley. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.